0: I, I will definitely say that in some areas, companies, their service has been lacking. And then in other areas, you have organizations and businesses and individuals that are providing exceptional, exceptional service, actually thriving under the pressure of of the whole, whole COVID culture and, uh, and providing excellent service. And so with that excellent service, we have the local Davies Pharmacy. It's a uh, family-owned pharmacy. They have two branches here in Stark County, one up in the uh, at the North Canton Medical Center. And the young man who heads up that pharmacy is Zach Fettman. And Zach, you are with us this morning. How are you?
1: I'm doing really well, Dave. How are you doing this morning?
0: I'm doing great. And I'll tell you, you give an excellent example of customer service that you don't often find today, right?
1: I would say so. I feel like we've been doing a really good job of, you know, creating new services and keeping the same services that everybody is known to come and love, like with the free delivery of patients are having trouble, you know, coming out, um, whether it be very, you know, to social distancing and, uh, promoting the vaccine. Um, so it's definitely been very beneficial, you know, to help keep the business going.
0: Well, how about yesterday? So, uh, my wife went in to get uh, prescriptions filled and, uh, she, uh obviously had left one behind, right? Or one wasn't uh ready, and then we see you showing up at the door after the pharmacy had closed.
1: Right. I just remembered her saying, you know, she'll need it for the weekend and I just thought, well, wow, I don't want her to go without it. You know, when we're closed for the weekend, so I figured I'd just run it by on my way home. It's right on my way home, so it was no problem at all.
0: Well, it was a great example of service. And then we had a nice conversation when you showed up at the door, and of course my wife was ecstatic and you know it's just it was really we were both just impressed because you took it upon yourself to really go the extra mile and uh, and provide service and then we started to talk about your experiences that you had in high school and what prepared you for that sort of uh, uh servant leadership and so and you started talking about the band that you were in at Jackson Township.
1: Yeah, I was in the Jackson Purple Army Marching Band, and uh, you know it's, it was really a great experience. I feel like that's where it kind of instilled my drive, you know, to you know go a little bit above and beyond, because you know I had such great mentorships from the band directors and the upperclassmen, and you know as you go throughout your four years, you gain more and more skills and how to um, build on those leadership characteristics. So I'm forever grateful for that, uh, giving me my start.
0: Yeah because uh my wife had asked how do you master uh playing your instrument marching and then coordinating those steps with your uh other uh band members right and and you had a good answer for that too
1: Absolutely you know I um started you know you know not doing as well I, uh, to be honest you know I wasn't keeping in step and I had trouble learning my music but With the upperclassmen, you know, one of them invited me over to her house, and we just took a couple hours, and she helped me keep in step. And, you know, I had, you know, the band directors help me memorize the music, and eventually, you know, everything fell into place.
0: So it's really they had certain standards that you had to achieve before you were able to march in the band, right? And what were the things that you had to master before you could be considered to march?
1: Well, you had to have your music. your music passed off by the band directors, so you'd have to play it for them in front of the, in front of them by memory, and um, you'd also have, they'd observe your marching as you as you do the drills and are practicing for the halftime shows, and um, they would. And we actually received letter grades uh, for band, believe it or not, and so that would be determined on how proficient we are to march in the halftime shows.
0: So it's it's really a matter of mastering one set of skills like memorization of your music and the ability to play it, right?
1: Right. You need both.
0: And then and then learning how to march and and combine those two things. Right. Now what about the um you also mentioned about the leadership structure and how they trained and mentored not just through the band director but through the other band members.
1: Right. So I feel like the band directors empowered the seniors um, to be that leadership for the band directors, you know, to help, uh, you know, guide and show how the formation should be. You know, it's not the band director having to tell the individual person, but rather the senior telling, you know, if you need to step over a few steps for that formation or, you know, I think, you know, if you want to play out a little louder at this part, you know, that gives the seniors the leadership and the trust uh to help make the band even better.
0: Yeah, and sometimes I don't think if somebody, unless they are in the band or involved with the band, I don't think that they really realize the level of discipline and coordination and teamwork that is involved until you're actually uh, getting into the basics and all the requirements uh, in order to have a successful band. And Jackson Township has an exceptional reputation for their band and the size of the band as well
1: absolutely 300 strong
0: that's amazing and and so so what would you say is when you're in a program like that in high school you were clearly drawing a connection between what you learned in high school and the service that you provide now today because you you uh, you're you're very you you've achieved a lot very successful you have your doctorate in uh, pharmacy right
1: yes yeah I do um, but I was also going to say, you know, I feel like, you know, if I had some advice, you know, for, you know, students that are in high school, you know, I feel like this is the time where you can develop those skills that can propel you into your future career, you know, going whether it going to college or into the workforce right away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I was going to they they uh, really instill, you know, the uh, idea that you have this time where you can learn new things. You can fail and get up and have that mentality to where, you know, it's accepting to have moments where you don't succeed, but it's how you can rebound back, pick yourself up, and keep going and keep working to master the craft.
0: That is so true because, you know, isn't it something how – It's like whether you look at athletics or whether you look at a band or whether you're in chess or no matter what it is, whatever activity that you're taking upon yourself, you have to learn how to handle disappointment and failure. Right. Because it's going to happen. I mean, it's going to happen where you are striving and falling short constantly. And you see that. I mean, every day when you're working as a pharmacist now, right? I mean, if you were striving uh, for everything to go perfectly, you know, it, boy, it'd be great. But there's just it's just every day is a challenge trying to meet the the needs and the expectations of the of the patients, right? And you have certain standards, but then there's obstacles that you run into throughout the day.
1: Absolutely, I was going to say also, you know. Patients definitely, you know, will have shortfalls. Like, where if a medication is too expensive, and their insurance company wants a little bit more documentation, we work with them, you know, to make sure that we follow up with those requests and um, to make sure that we can ultimately get them the medications that they need.
0: Mm-hmm. See, that's and that's just going the extra. That's just taking the extra effort. And so, when when you were in high school, were there was were there times starting out that you're thinking? I don't know if I can do this. This is this is too much. These you know, these band members that are seniors, uh, you know how how can they do this? Man, maybe I'm not maybe I'm not cut out for this. Or did you have periods like that? Or and how did you overcome them?
1: Right. So when I was in band, you know, um, my freshman year, you know, I did like I said, I had trouble marching, and it actually left me out of a couple of halftime shows. But you know. With the, like I said, with the help of the upperclassmen, you know, it helps rebound you um, to accept the failure and to learn from it. And then ultimately, you know, seeing how they took the time to mentor me, it makes me feel like I want to give back. You know, that what I was taught um, to the new freshmen. You know, as I grew up to be the upperclassmen. Yes. Um, And another sign of you know accepting failure was, you know, I've never run for like a uh, like a position and i remember running for i believe it was treasurer of the band my junior year and i did not i was not chosen but mm-hmm. then when i ran for uh, for vice president my senior year i did succeed and you know it's
0: that's great it. that's great yeah. i mean and so so you so what you learned is that just because you might come up short at, at your first attempt that it doesn't mean that you're going to come up short the next time you just right. have to keep trying.
1: Absolutely. What and about... That you're, oh, go
0: ahead. No, no, you, you go, please, go ahead.
1: Well, I was going to say that, um, you know, and the mentors, you know, they're there to help you with this, with your um, your failure to help you succeed is really immense. And, you know, showing that, you know, they care and they want to see you succeed, that also has an impact as well.
0: So how what would you say is... Uh, important, you know, as far as your attitude, how important do you think your attitude is through all well, of this? I
1: think, right. It plays a big role, you know, of how you perceive, you know, the problems that are in front of you, um, you know, and while you, and ultimately it's, you know, my mindset is how, how do I best take care of the patient, you know, jumping back to pharmacy, you know, every single day, you know, I'm, I am given quite a set of, you know, problems to tackle, but each of those does have an ultimate solution that can help, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's talking, you know, maybe sometimes there are days where I have to tell a patient that maybe this medicine isn't a good medicine for you because of the side effects and um, coming up with alternative solutions um, and having, you know, the the attitude that you want to continue um, to find the solution um, is just a great way to have the impact that I carry with me today
0: so really it's it's really having that that attitude that you're gonna find a way right mm-hmm. one way or another if there is if there is another opportunity or it's just about having that that ability that focus and that ability to persevere
1: right I, and you know it's kind of a thing that we say at the store if we're not able to take care of you we will find somebody that will.
0: that's great because really it's all about service. Now, what are some of the things that you're, that you learned from your dad? Because this is now your third generation at Davies pharmacy and you've got two branches out there.
1: Absolutely. My dad has had such an impact. He's been my, he is my role model throughout all of, you know, the conversations that we have, you know, I've called him like daily, you know, after, after a hard day in pharmacy school and, uh, about all the things that I've learned, and you know, I think that you know, what he's instilled in me is the drive to keep you know that same attitude day in and day out. The persistence, you know, does have a very big impact, and the ability to keep going even through the pandemic, uh, to show up for the patients that you serve and to be there as an advocate for them is you know, something that he really took the time to instill in me.
0: Well, and uh, and I can tell you. What he has instilled in you, what you've learned in Jackson Township and their band program, it's it shows. I mean it it shows in your behavior and your commitment to serve other people, because um, you know it was it was after hours last night, like seven o'clock, and we see this big fellow because you're a big you're a big guy. We <laughs> see this big guy standing at the door, and I'm thinking that people can't be selling this late at night, right? Right. And it was Zach showing up at the door. So, great, great level of service. And I know for all those people out there, they're probably wondering that if they were in the band, they wanted to know what instrument you played.
1: Well, that had to be none other than the trombone.
0: The trombone, right? And they and they always say that if you, you know, I've heard, I've never played an instrument, but they say that you can tell a person's personality by the instrument that they play. Is that true?
1: I would say possibly, you know, even if you have never played an instrument, you know, if you were to pick one up, definitely.
0: Yeah, and so I always had a desire to play the drums. So I asked uh, some people in the office that I work with, and um, you know, that are that were in band. And I said, "So, what what do you think I would play?" And I didn't tell them what I would like to play. They said, "You'd definitely be percussion, drums." <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that something? Well, Zach, it was great having you on the program. Your 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 service as a pharmacist is an excellent example that's what we need more of in society so keep up the great great work
1: absolutely i appreciate you having me on the show
0: absolutely you come back again and uh, get out there and serve those customers thank you zach
1: no problem david have a good one